So she today is Elinishma's Mr. Emmanuel Gruss, uh, Emmanuel Ben Yehoshua. So the topic is Parshas Mitzeras. It's hard, it's, you can almost guess that the topic would be Bellos and Harha, right? You know, that, that seems to be the obvious direction you go when you talk about Parshas Mitzeras. So I was thinking about it. It's a fascinating thing with the Chobos Chaim. You start looking at the Chobos Chaim. I'm not going to get involved in how many veyers and how many mitzvahs are involved, etc. But if you want to describe what exactly is the Isra of Lashon Hara or the Surim of Lashon Hara, we see that there really are a few different areas which, which, which are touched upon. One is it's clear from the Chobos Chaim that there's an Isra saying, saying negative. It'll cause the person no damage. He, he knows the Prat Chobos Chaim says that nobody's going to believe it. And he, he's, he knows that the people, that they like him too much, it's not going to affect them at all. So the person will not be in any way damaged at all. But you should not be saying negative about, about somebody else. So that's the first issue. The issue is speaking negatively. The, other, the, the full other end of the spectrum, you can say something which is not negative at all. It's going to cause him damage. It's also called Lashon Hara. So even though it's only a grama, as it were, it's only causative, it's not direct. Chobos Chaim passing that goes into this of Lashon Hara. And he brings a Gemara to prove it. So, in general, like the concept of Groma, when it comes to Nezikin, when it comes to damages, we're talking about physical damage. Groma is also to do. It's just not, it's not actionable in Besdin. Besdin can't force you to pay in a case where there would be, be financial damage, but it's, it's prohibited to do. Groma but Nezikin is also. So, so the same thing is over here in the Groma, it could be even be emotional damage, etc., or any type of damage, even though what you're saying is not negative, and the person will admit that it's not negative. But if it's going to cause some way, it's going to cause damage to him. That also goes into this of Lashon Hara. There's a third iser, which is... Thank you. Um, the third iser, which is to um, cause damage to a relationship to somebody else. If, if, if Reuben and Shimon are getting along, let's say, and Reuben says something about Shimon, and if you tell Shimon about it, you've damaged the relationship. So that's the Isser of Rechilis. The Chavaz Chaim divides it. This is the Isser of Lashon Hara, which is saying negative about somebody. And here, there's nothing negative necessarily involved in it, but the fact that you damage the relationship is this of being a Rachel. Um, the Chavaz Chaim points out that, 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 that what you could say might be true. It might be something which is not negative at all. The person himself will admit to it if you'd ask him that he did it. But even so, if you're, if you're going to be the one who's going to cause an, any type of enmity or animosity between two individuals, that's this of Rechilas. Maybe how are you supposed to know? I mean, how do you know what the person's sensitivities are? That's hard. Right? That's a hard question. That's a hard question. And he says, now even if the two of them already have a have a relationship where there's some element of animosity, so you're just adding fuel to the fire, that's also us. Then he takes it a step further and he says, not only that, it's, it's if you're not gonna, even if you're not going to tell one of the individuals involved. You're going to tell a third, a, a, a third party. But there's a chance that, that that third party will eventually get it back to these individuals. Again, what you said wasn't negative, so there isn't any much on horror. The only issue is it's going it's, it's to cause a damage. Well, you're telling a third party what, he's not, there's no damage between the relationship. Well, it might get back eventually to the person who would, uh, who would be affected. Also us. So this is, again, the idea of the groma element that is causing a groma. 
I'll tell you a fascinating Me'iri. The um, beginning of the sixth parak in Babakama, the Gemara has about an omen and a half, talks about the, the Isra of Grama, the cases where a person was uh, caused damage. Talking about the talking financial damage. So the more it goes to a few cases, the more it says the law is that part of the down here, the court cannot action. It's not actionable by, in court. But Shemaim, they expect you to, to in some way address the, 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 the grievance affected. Comes along the Miri, the Miri says that if you don't pay, you have a status of a Ghanav and you're apostle for Adis. You're disqualified to be a witness because you haven't paid money that you owe. Well, it's not actionable in Bezdin. But, that's, but if, if the more is telling you that, that, that we're expecting, if heaven's expecting you to take, deal with it, it's not just a nice, holy thing. It's it, what the more is saying, the more is saying that, that we're telling you the reality is that you, you cause a damage you, and you have, to correct, you have to address it or correct it. It's, there's a concept that a local that says that someone who's best will not address the issue. They don't feel that that's within their period to address it. But that doesn't mean that you're, you're absolved the responsibility of addressing it. So that's a whole new ball game. That this 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 Meiri is opening up for us, that that you're considered posleitus. Now it's not brought down in halacha. I can't say that that's a, that it's a halacha lemaisa, but at least conceptually, the Meiri is introducing us into a, into another world. So we have already we have the iser of of causing damage. We have the iser of cause damaging a relationship. We have the iser of saying negative, even though it's not going to be any damage at all, because you're talking you're speaking negatively. Um, the Chavaz Chaim takes it a step further. He says that there's an issue of hearing Lashon Hara. Now, he's hearing Lashon Hara. He, he, he sees it, he sees it for, from two angles. One is by listening, you're obviously facilitating the person who's speaking. It's hard to talk to the wall. So you have a problem with the ever you're facilitating. But it says, besides that, you're not supposed to be hearing negative about other people. Then, then after you hear it, there's a prohibition of believing it. Well, that's one of the hardest ones, right? You know, it's very hard once you hear it not to believe it. Yeah. Right? Um, so the Chavos gives an example where there's certain cases where the Lacha allows you to hear it. Uh, there's going to be some potential benefit involved for somebody. So the, the Torah does not prohibit hearing in that situation. You're allowed, you're allowed to hear it. Or you believe that by possibly listening to what you're saying, you can, have, you can hear the person out, and you'll calm him down, and he won't go spread it out all over the city. So that's and, and, you, and meanwhile, you know that you're not going to be affected by it. Let's say, for argument's sake. So by doing so, you prevent the spreading of lashon hara. That's permitted. Um, there might be some potential damage to you or to somebody else, which you need to hear what it is. And if, so you're allowed to hear it because you can't believe it. Why? Why do you have a right to believe this person? So somebody went to ask the Chavos Chaim. So like you know, it's very hard not to believe. So he gave an example, you know, from his, you know from the experience, you know, living in Europe, right? person walks over to you and he sh- this is a person who uh, dresses in non-Jewish clothes he shaves with a razor he, um, he uh, eats non-kosher food he tells you, you know, that guy over there, he's really a bad guy you know, he did this and this and this you know, he's like, you know, who are you to tell me what because he's a person who does the various, so why, why, would you, why would you find that person to be reliable he says, well here's a person who's doing the, the prohibition of the term saying Lashon Hara so why would you believe him <laughs> Yes. So, hello, hello. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So here, here we are. It's a fascinating point. Our problem is that we we don't find the people view 
view the Isra of, of the prohibition of Loshon Hara, of speaking negatively, as the same thing as eating, eating non-kosher food. It's like, it's, you know, yeah, non-kosher food, that's a real vera. This is, it's, not, it's not nice. It's not nice. This is a prohibition. So a person walks every day and tells you, so I, I shouldn't believe him? No, you shouldn't believe him. If it's a person who's not careful with that. So Chabas Chaim says it's obviously difficult, but maybe he missed the point. Maybe he didn't understand. Maybe there's more to the story. Maybe... Uh, Etc. So there's ways if you if you're if if you are creative, you'd understand that it's very difficult to accept this as being just the reality. Then the Chavos Chaim adds a, adds a, adds a one one more, and he says a fascinating thing. He says the, the, under the, the, the umbrella of this prohibition of lashon hara, there's an issue of revealing somebody's secrets. He says that that's a very strong prohibition. He calls it the racial prohibition. There's there's an issue of being megalosoy. Because the Torah refers to the Lashon Hara as Herlech Rachel, a person who goes as a Rachel, gives him the status, status, title of a Rachel. And the Pasuk says, in Proverbs, initially it says, Herlech Rachel Megal So there's another layer of the problem. The problem is, this is something which is private. Why are you revealing things which are private? So if it's true in a person's action, the person's done. So obviously it's true in any area where a person has a, has a right to have privacy, we have to respect the person's privacy. So is that only when a person specifies they want this private, or do you assume that... Uh, so so I'm, I'm going to tell, tell you a very cute story. So um, recently, somebody mentioned to my wife that he'd been in the hospital, etc., the whole thing, etc. A few weeks went by, and I didn't mention anything to the person because I didn't know he was in the hospital. So he made a comment to me earlier this week. You know, he was in the hospital. So I said, I didn't know. He says, I told you why. He says, so I asked my wife, she says, he didn't tell me his letter. I was allowed to tell. So I didn't say. You know, because that's the halakha, that you're not allowed to assume the person wants you to repeat unless he tells you to repeat. And he had, it was a private, apparently he wanted to keep it private as far as she understood. He had met the course, you know, but he hadn't specified, so my wife assumed. The assumption is he's supposed to keep it private. Yeah, so I told this person this story. So he told me that he had a story with Rabbi Edinburgh, that's all that his um, wife was expecting, and he mentions his, the terrain that his wife was expecting. And about two months later, Rebetzin Adamer, you know, asked, like, you know, you never mentioned him that your wife was expecting. He says, well, I told Rebbe Adamer. See, he went to Rebbe says, you didn't tell me I could tell, so I didn't say. You know, again, the person of Sylvia, you tell Rebbe Adamer, he'll tell his wife. And Rebbe Adamer, you didn't tell me I'm allowed to repeat, so I didn't repeat. So that was the assumption, that if you, if you weren't told you're allowed, so you shouldn't, you shouldn't be repeating. Now that is... So the, the correct assumption is that you're not allowed to repeat. But the, the logic behind this is that we see the Lashon Hara is the element of respecting privacy. So I'll tell you a fascinating, fascinating question my, my, what one of my rebellion one time asked. He says, we know there's a concept in Allah that we give, we give weights to visualizing something greater than the weight to, to seeing something, to hearing something. In other words, the case of the question that Moore is dealing with is um, Bezin is allowed to make a decision based on testimony of witnesses. So what about if the Bezin, instead of hearing testimony, actually witness it them, themselves? So the Moore says it's logic. If, if they hear testimony, they, they're able to make a decision. If they actually witness it themselves, they saw it. If hearing is sufficient, so obviously seeing it is sufficient. So he said if there's an issue of hearing Lashon Hara, is there an issue of seeing Lashon Hara? He says, what do I mean? Okay, so if you, de- if you define this Lashon Hara is the idea of I don't want to hear negative about somebody so I shouldn't want to see negative about somebody either. So let's say, let's say for argument's sake there's a rumor going around town that somebody's doing something very improper. Right? Or you, you don't know who it is, you know, but there's somebody doing something, you know, going on, etc. You're up late one night and you hear like this you know, sound outside and you say, okay am I, am I allowed to go out, look out the window and see who it is? That was a question which my reason is, well, if you can't 
hear negative about somebody, you shouldn't be able to. Why are you allowed to go look and see negative about somebody? You're able to you know, put two and two together. I can now catch the fellow and see who did it. See if there's some benefits. Obviously, that would be permitted. You know, you need to, you know, to address the issue, etc. But if there's going to be no benefit, just your curiosity, and now you can know who did it and feel good about, you know, you know who did it. See, he said he would assume that. that so the, the, and the idea, because the Torah respected the person's privacy. That's where it connects back to the idea of this sister of Sayyid Acher. It's his privacy. He's doing something improper. That's, you know, again, if you can address it in some way, in some way, either some benefits, you can protect somebody or you can address it. So then you have a responsibility to do so. I'm not going to speak to him. I don't feel comfortable speaking to him. I'm not going to address him. I'm not going to change the matter. I'm not protecting anybody. There's no, no danger to anybody else. Just, I would like to know, you know, who's doing whatever, you know. So he would assume it's prohibited to stick your head out the window to see who it is. So the same way you have an Isser of, of, of saying Lashon Hari, of Isser of hearing Lashon Hari, of Isser of, of damaging somebody's privacy, in saying it, you have, somebody, you have a prohibition of damaging somebody's privacy in, in getting the information. It was a fascinating fascinating question. So, one last thought. This comes along, I told him, I, I found the source for this in the Shlaw Kodesh. See, the Shlaw, I'm on the Shlaw before, right? The Shlaw says, if you look at the language of the prohibition of the Torah of Lashon Hara, it's fascinating how the Torah says it. The Torah writes the Yisra saying, how would we write the Yisra? Don't say Lashon Hara. That's how we would write it. The Torah doesn't write it like that. The Torah says, Lo Selech Rochel Ba'amecho. Don't travel as a tailbearer in your nation. So what does it mean, travel? What's the traveling part? So Rashi says, what was a rochel? A rochel was a, this, these, these peddlers, and what they would do is they would go to house number one, and they'd offer some wares, and they'd buy something. So they'd go to house number two, and they would they'd take what they bought in house number one and sell it in house number two, and they'd buy something, and they would, go, and they would constantly be buying and selling. So you have people who do that with Lashon Hara. They walk to house X and they say, well, while they're there, they notice this and they notice that. They get all of the, all of the gossip that they notice in house number one. And then they go in house number two and they peddle it. And they offer what they said in number two, what they saw in number one. They tell number two and then, etc. So, so the Torah is telling you the prohibition is, is, is not the saying. The prohibition starts as soon as you start walking. If, that, if your intent is to go to house A to see what's negative there, to allow you to eventually retell it somewhere else, the prohibition starts as soon as you look. So I said, I found this, your, your idea that the prohibition is not the telling. It's a lack of respecting the privacy of somebody by walking and trying to find what's going on by them. That itself already is a prohibition. So that the Torah respects the person's privacy. Why are you looking into somebody else's business? So I once heard from Ramatusio Solomon, the Mashkiach in Lakewood. He says, he's an English, he's an English person, apparently a busybody in, in England, called a nosy parker. Says the prohibition of a nosy parker. Uh, that's, that's the phrase, okay? So he says, the prohibition of Lashon Hara is not to be a nosy parker. So that's the prohibition. You want to define the prohibition as don't, why are you looking into somebody else's business? Again, if it, there's some benefit, you could help somebody, obviously we want to do that. But we're not for that, that's the prohibition. Okay, that's, um, let me switch to uh, maybe a, a, a thought in the parish again. We're, we're sort of geared towards uh, the Lashon Hara angle, and that's because Parsha Mitzaro. Um, but I want to maybe try and connect it because it's almost basic. We're not having a share next week. Uh, so there's a fascinating Rashi in Parsha Shmos. Rashi says that Mashabena was grappling with why is why were the Jews oppressed? Why do the Jews deserve to be in this situation other than any other nation? So um, Mashabena, the story was he went out and saved somebody. Eventually, it turned out that somebody witnessed that and told Paro that he had killed Moshe had killed him. 
in, in Egyptian, and Moshe Rabbeinu was, was, was taken, taken captive to be punished. But Moshe Rabbeinu says, when he realized that somebody had told Paro, he says, now I understand. So the translation, translation of the, the simple translation is, what, I, what had happened is now known. Rashi says it's not referring to what had happened, it's referring to Rashi, why the Jews deserve to be in this situation. It says, because they say Lashon Hara. If they're the type of people who would say Lashon Hara, I understand why they deserve to be in a state of oppression. So the morale comes along and says, I don't understand. And, and other nations don't speak negatively, they don't gossip, you know, only Jews gossip. I mean, Jews are very good at it, you know, you know but uh, the other nations are, don't do it. He says, the strength of Klai Yisrael is the ability to be, to be have sneers. Sneers doesn't mean just how you dress. Sneers means you're, you're a person who respects privacy. You understand that we contain a world of, of beauty and significance inside of ourselves. And within that world that we live in, with that beauty, why am I looking at somebody else's business? Why am I nosing into somebody else's business? Why, if, I, if I'm, if I'm going to feel positive and, and accomplished and recognize that I have a strength inside of myself, which is that I have a power inside of myself, I've been, I've been empowered with a mission to accomplish a life, my life, and I'm focusing on that, I'm, I'm, I'm way beyond spending my time looking at other people in a negative sense and I'm interested in talking about it. it just, it's like big people don't talk about little things. You know, they don't gossip because they have better things to do with their life. So the message over here was Klaisa lost the vision of the fact that they're, that, they're, they, that they're the children of Avram and Yaakov and they've been in power with a mission in this world. They lost that and they're busy getting, they, they got down to the level of gossip. If, you got, if that's where you're at, it means you've lost your vision. I, I'm sorry, so then you, you're, you're stuck with being, you need to be retrained, you need, which is the process of Klaisa has to go through a goalless. Whereas other nations, not necessarily, were ever given that mission, so you can't say that they're, they're abusing their mission by doing so. So we're not we're not d- 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 downgrading them or degrading them by saying that. But but Kaliyasu, which was given a mission to be a light to the nations, and that's our job, and they're busy doing things which are quite not like that. The opposite of that, they're, they're, they're lowering themselves down to the level of, of gossip, like. You've lost your vision of who you are. Then the Kaisal is going to lose that vision. That's going to be a problem. One last thing I just want to share with you. Um, it's a totally a Seder thought. Um, I spoke two nights ago in the uh, Young Israel Shemir Muna. And one of the issues that people come to the Seder, like, you know, what do you do with the Seder? Like, what's the goal of the Seder? What, you, know, you, you have the Haggadah and you have all these different ideas, etc. It says, the goal of the Seder, if you want to, is... Kleisel has a, has a purpose. Kleisel has a message, and we're adults, and we have we 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 understand we have a maturity of understanding of what's important, and what are the messages we like our children to know. That's the night of the seder. You, as an important person, as a Jew, I, my child, I want you to know certain things. I want you to live with certain things. I have certain ideals, and I, I want you to live with. Here is your opportunity. The whole year, maybe you know, you shy away from that. You don't have to say fancy verbs. You have to get across what are the messages. And then, you know, almost as it were, look in the Haggadah and say, well, if I'm right, it should be somewhere in the Haggadah, that, that message. And then find that in the Haggadah and, and, and give it over. So what I did was, I, I didn't, I, I didn't have time to make more copies. I made a suggested list of suggested life messages for the Seder night. And then I made an Excel spreadsheet, which gives you all the parts of the Haggadah and all the topics and the check marks where you're going to find that. If you send that to me, it's circulated. Okay, so, I can, so I, it's supposed to be up on the Yeshiva website. I sent it to, 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 together with the actual Shear. Um, I didn't check to see if it's up there yet. 
Um, so the website is www.yeshiva.edu. And then if you go to... Uh, what? Do you want me to make copies? Could you make copies? Well, Paul, uh, Pinchas can also just scan it. I can scan it and send it. I don't have my, I don't have my, I don't have my um, flash drive on me. Here, you can do it from this. Okay. So somebody would like to go to me. So there is the whole shear, which it was an hour and 15 minute shear. So I had a good time, like, you know, saying my, my, my little piece. But, um, not such a little piece, but but this idea was, and then if, and, and the last sentence is okay. If that's really true, that we're talking about something which is a, it speaks to us personally. We probably had a personal story somewhere in our lives of the, where it happened. So besides talking about it in the context of the Haggadah and looking back to what happened then and how it was true then, if you personalize it by saying something which is true now in my own personal life, you know, I grappled with this and I overcame this and I dealt with this. That's a very powerful message to your child. And that, that in many ways will go in a very very strong way. So even though our children are more learned than ours, than us, our children know more shatim in the, in, in the Haggadah than we do, and we feel very intimidated by that, we still have the, the responsibility and the maturity and the level of understanding which they don't have, and that's, why, that's our goal for the night. Okay, let's strap. Let's go.